0: This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hello everybody, welcome to the Age Changer Show. And it is our desire through the Age Changer Show uh, and in Summit Life Ministry to elevate the vision of the church so that we see our identity through the framework of God's eternal purpose. And also we desire then to equip God's people to live with an eternal uh, perspective. And then finally, we want to encourage and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. And that is truly uh, the mission here at Summit Life Ministries and why we want to bring these programs to you. Uh, Whether you're listening to them in a podcast or whether you're watching them, on our social media platforms, we want to elevate, we want to equip and empower the body of Christ. Where we are on a new series and we launched it in the last episode. And what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to share some principles of how to interact with truth so that truth actually leads to transformation. And so many times what I see in the body of Christ is, is people uh, interact with the scriptures and we interact with truth in a real rational and informational way. But God wants it to not just be something that uh, we know about God or about truth. And so we superficially understand it mentally But God wants truth to come into our life in a way in which we interact with it and that leads to transformation. So where we were last uh, episode is we read out of Colossians chapter three, verse 10, and Paul said the Holy Spirit has, through renewal truth, has empowered us to put on a new identity because Christ has caused us to become a new creation. There, if, if you are born again, if you are saved, we use the term saved, but if you have come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, there is something about you that exists that never existed before. But what God has begun, he continues to watch over that creative work which was brought about by his creative word. And he continues to watch over it and to sustain it and propel it. So it's not something that just got started, but it is nurtured and matured and nourished so that we grow up into being like Jesus Christ. And as I said in the last episode, it is our not only our identity to be in Christ, but it is our destiny to become like Jesus. All that he is and to experience all of his life, sharing in that life, but then inheriting what he possesses. And so I said last week, and this is where we'll finish the review because we want to get into new content today, is I said that Renewal Truth really can be defined by three statements. And I encourage you to to listen to this and I try to give you language so that you can lay a hold of some of these truth concepts. So my identity in Christ, my new self, uh, who I perceive myself to now be after being born again, after becoming a Christian, is defined by, by three statements. What I've been given in Christ, and I share it with you, all that Jesus has inherit, inherited, all that he is, now is been given to me by grace in a free gift. So all of his nature, all of his character, uh, all of his power and kingdom and glory, I've been made a co-heir. But then it's also what I'm being made right now because he doesn't want me just to be a potential positional inheritor of the kingdom. No, he says, I want you to begin to take possession of it. I want you to begin to experience it. I want you to grow into what I have for you. So it's what I've been given, what he's been making me to become. And so right now, Today, we have the opportunity to respond to God's love and truth. And as he speaks to us, his truth in love, I need to respond to it, interact with it, receive it, engage it, and then allow the Holy Spirit to make it alive and real in me. Jesus said this in his temptation uh, in the wilderness, And Satan said, here, turn these stones into bread if you're familiar with the the temptation of Christ. And Jesus said, no, don't, don't have to do that. Even though I'm hungry, even though there is a felt need, that's not relevant to me, as relevant, Satan, as you think that it could be. No, because I'm living, I'm sustaining my heart. I'm living by the preceding words the ongoing relationship uh, the ongoing fellowship that I'm having with my father and 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 basically my heart is full I'm not going to chase uh, after something external to satisfy me to fulfill me I live by the words that proceed out of the mouth of God and and the word proceed means they 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 have been spoken but God continues to speak and he will, continuously speak over our lives. So today God is singing over you. God is rejoicing over you. God is making declaration over you. Are you listening and are you hearing what God is saying about you in the now? We know what he has said about us. We know that he is speaking and he will continue to speak. So that truth is renewing us. I I did not make this up. It is making me. The truth of God is not the invention of man. It is the revelation of himself to mankind and the power and the potential of that truth is to make me something that I could not make of myself. And so the third phrase that I want us to get in regards to our new identity, our new self, is it's what I've been given, what I'm being made in him in the moment as I fellowship and have intimacy with God, but then it's also a glimpse into the future where God is taking me in Christ. And so God is going to take me exactly the same way to the same place that Jesus is. That's why Jesus said to his disciples before his departure, He goes, I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to stress out about my leaving. He goes, I'm going to go prepare a place for you that where I am, you will be also. And so we have been raised with Christ. We have been seated together with Christ and God is taking us somewhere in Christ so that we can fully inherit the kingdom of God as the sons and daughters of God. Sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. And, and, and literally Paul quoting Isaiah said that. He says, eye is not seen nor ear has heard, neither is it entered into the heart of man. It's hard for the heart to conceive of the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And so it takes God to know God. It takes God to allow us to comprehend what God is wanting to reveal and what God knows in regards to what he's given to us, what he's making us to be in him and where he's taking us in him. Now, I want us to go back to this Ephesians chapter five passage that we left off in the last episode. It said that Jesus as the bridegroom, cherishes and nourishes his bride, the church, in a very specific way. He demonstrates his love for her and communicates his love for her by washing her with the water of the word of God. That's renewal truth. So the way Jesus is nurturing cherishing, allowing me to experience how much he values, how much he loves, how much he appreciates us in our new relationship with him. He he rejoices over mankind being redeemed and restored and reconciled back in relationship with him. And he's wanting to treat us in this love relationship in divine romance as his cherished wife. And so he nourishes us to grow up and to become a a full life partner with him, co-reigning with him, co-sharing in his life with him as his marriage partner. He does this with renewal truth by washing us with the water of his word. And this is the result. In that passage in Ephesians chapter five, it says that every spot, every wrinkle, and every blemish is removed from the body of the bride. Now, if you looked at the original language, you would know that two out of the three of those words, spots, wrinkles, and blemishes, only one of them refers to an external contamination that would be on the surface area of the flesh of the bride. In other words, the bride has come in contact with something in the world that has uh, contaminated her, that has touched her and defiled her. And we know that we are in this world, but not of it. We know that we are walking in this world and even though we're not of it any longer, our, our, our resourcing, the origination of our life no longer is resourced from here, but from heaven. We know living among a fallen world, there are moments in the things that we see and we hear and that we experience contaminate us. There are things that we say, I wish I had not seen that or I wish I would not have overheard that or I wish I would not have been in that environment and experienced that. Jesus said, hey, if you've come into contact with something that has defiled or diminished you by that experience, by what you've seen, heard, and felt, I wanna wash you as if that was not experienced by you. I want you to be able to be cleansed of that and sanctified, reset apart from the world, but be brought back into the security and safety of my grip of grace, so that the world can no longer cling to you or clutch to you to try to pull you back into its grip and its power. But the other two words where it talks about spots and it talks about wrinkles refer to the inherent, in other words, internal appearance of our age. The aging process is not something that goes from the outside in. We now know that the uh, the age process is something that goes from the inside out. Uh, it's a molecular process. It's something where our cells begin to break down. It's something molecular and then it shows up on our face or it shows up in our body that that we go, oh my, I'm going through an aging process or this stress-filled experience uh, affected me emotionally or affected me mentally. And that triggered something in my body that caused my hair to prematurely gray or caused me to develop wrinkles or caused my, my skin to have a, a rapid age processing. And so we've seen that happen with people that go through uh, a, a disease process or they go through a stressful time and we, and we make the statement about them. We go, my, that has really aged them. Well it wasn't something that was from the outside in it was from the inside out. And so what the word tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 is that Jesus takes truth and reveals it on the inside of us and then it begins to renew begins to renew us so that the church does not age and become spiritually fossilized Rigid, inflexible, and unfertile, but no, we are renewed. So the church is getting spiritually younger. And I use the phrase, we become forever young. And so the church remains flexible, the church is spiritually has a spiritual vitality, a spiritual flexibility, a spiritual reproductivity as we have intimacy with the Lord. That is the true nature of the life of the bride if she is in intimacy with the Lord because the Lord will speak to her renewal truth that will wash her and renew her youthful spiritual vigor. Now, we know that we get disconnected from intimacy with Jesus when all of a sudden we we begin to religiously age, when we become unchanging and and we become uh, unflexible and we become religiously legalistic and rigid. That's when we have developed artificial life forms called religion instead of relationship with Jesus that leads us to dying of religious old age. And I've seen many wonderful Christians disconnect from a daily walk with Jesus and they begin to adopt legalism and religion instead of daily ongoing relationship with Jesus. And it all, the fruit and effect of it is a spiritual aging process. Religion will age you. You no longer dream dreams. You no longer dream with God. You no longer have visions. You no longer want to be obedient to God. You no longer want to be active in your faith. You settle into little religious, um, ritualized religious routines that, that really are, are just kind of like religious touchstones that have the appearance of godliness but they're devoid of the ability to really radically change and transform you into the image of Jesus. So you you remain the same. So you grow up and you're religious instead of growing up into Christ Jesus and fully reflecting his glory and his beauty. When you're with Jesus, you begin to look more like Jesus. You begin to talk more like Jesus. You begin to act more like Jesus because his glory is being revealed in you, through you, and then it will come out of you. Now we're gonna end uh, today with that episode. I hope you've been challenged. I hope you've enjoyed these truths and understanding how Jesus wants his life to be experienced by you so that you can be changed from glory to glory and be taken from faith to faith. Go out and change the world because you are an age changer. Bless you. Thank you for joining us today. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.